Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. Today, we are going to talk about one of the most iconic tennis shoes ever, 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 the barricade. It's back, and we're so excited. So today, I have a bunch of people that have spent a lot of time bringing the barricade back and working to make sure that it is the best shoe for you to wear out there on the court. Today, joining me from Adidas or Adidas headquarters is Rohan, Laurent, and Carly. Thank you guys for joining. You're having us. Hello, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Nice to see you again. Yes, you guys as well. I always love these chats as our listeners do too, because we love to take deep dives into the product that we're wearing on the court. And I want you guys to explain exactly what your roles are, because I have your titles in front of me, but that doesn't really tell us the full picture. Let's start. Ladies first. Carly, let me know what your exact role is and what that means within the brand. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. So I'm the vice president and creative director of design. And what that means is that I'm setting the seasonal expressions and the long-term vision for how our sport categories show up in the marketplace. And to do that, we work with a design team burst across men's and women's footwear and apparel. And we work cross-functionally in the brand with marketing development and also uh, other horizontal partners that we help shape the way that we show up in our tonality for sport categories. Laurent, you want to take it from there? Of course. So my name is Laurent Yar, and I'm the senior product manager for tennis footwear for obviously Adidas. And uh, um, my role is pretty clear and, 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 and simple. I'm kind of leading the project, the different projects that we are bringing to life uh, in combination with our development and design team. So uh, I'm kind of gathering consumer insights, athletes' needs, and so on to uh, kind of start the product creation process of, of projects like the Barricade. And as you can imagine, as a tennis fan from my early days, uh, leading the project of, of the new Barricade has been a great challenge and, a, and an exciting project from day one. So yeah, super excited to uh, bring it to life with you guys. Nice. And Rohan, let us know what you do. I think you have uh, a little more hands-on and you get to work with some more of the, the development with the players trying it out, which is so cool. Yeah, I'm kind of the, the final piece of the puzzle where I, I take their crazy ideas and try and make it into something tangible and uh, make it into a product. So yeah, working with our factory um, and also working with our athletes, trying to make sure the shoe's the best performing it can be um, to yeah, make sure our athletes are winning on court. Awesome. Okay. So I don't even know where we start. This show is so iconic. I feel like if anyone has ever played tennis for a significant amount of time, they have worn the barricade and we all have like stories. Like I remember when I was in college, we wore barricades. So let's maybe start with the history of the barricade. What did the first one look like? How did it come about? Yeah. Let's go there. I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously the best thought we can, we can think about because I mean, it's, uh, it's been like 20 years plus that the barricade came to uh, to life. And I think one, one event uh, created the history of the barricade with Marat Safin winning the US Open in, in 2000. I mean, it started the whole uh, the whole barricade story and history and uh, and things like that are happening just once in a lifetime. I mean, he just took the shoes out of the box in uh, in the middle of August and then went on to uh, to win the US Open the same year. So uh, that, that really uh, created a, a statement with that shoe and with that name on the marketplace. And obviously, consumers responded to uh, 
to it instantly. Uh, and the brief was pretty clear and, and, and simple from, from day one with that shoe. Uh, the idea was really to create uh, the best hardcore tennis shoe uh, in, the, in, the, in the market. And, uh, and having, again, Marat winning the US Open straight away, straight away, I mean, really helped to position the shoe as the best hardcore tennis shoe. And uh, I actually have the, the, the shoe with me. The, the, the history is, is behind me, actually. And, uh, you know, we, are, we have a massive archive uh, here in Erzo. And when I need to, when I need to borrow some, some shoes out there, I need to wear those. <laughs> I have no choice. So there's our fashion uh, forward. <laughs> absolutely. I can't touch one shoe from the archive without wearing those gloves. And that's what I'm going to do now. Yes. I'm going to show you one of the few uh, examples. I mean, some parts that are still alive of the first barricade. Uh, this is really the shoe that, that started it all. Uh, the first barricade in 2000, as I said, worn by, by Marat Safin and others, uh, but definitely uh, highlighted by Marat during the US Open in, uh, in 2000. So again, here a very iconic uh, uh, shoe in the history of tennis footwear, and uh, I'm again really excited to uh, to be part of it with the uh, with the new shoe that we are going to launch uh, this summer. It's interesting too because you can see how it's really withstood the test of time, and you can almost just flash back and imagine what was it like opening the box and seeing this for the athlete when they first received it. Well, and maybe we could talk a little bit about that. First of all, saying that this came out in 2000 is making me feel old because I played college during <laughs> during that time. And we for sure were, we, we were an Adidas sponsored team. So we wore barricades, um, but I'm also like, how has it been 20 something years? However, <laughs> what were shoes like in 2000? Because I also remember what I wore as a junior player and I remember them being super bulky, all white, um, not feminine, at least on the women's side. So there wasn't a mu much design element. So what, what did you guys, or what did the brand start doing to set themselves apart right in 2000 when the barricade launched? Uh, I mean, I think we really try again, as I said, the, the, the brief, the original brief was pretty clear and, and, and simple and we really achieved that result with, with, with that shoe back in 2000 uh, by creating something new, something fresh, something was so very technical. And I mean, in, in the early 2000, technical innovation was, was really on point. I mean, it was the new millennium, you know, so yeah. there was a lot of kind of expectations, flying cars and so on. Uh, so right. <laughs> so there was a lot of expect expectations when you, when you come with, uh, with a new uh, product on the market. Uh, and I think that helped to, to really, um, bring that shoe to another level by having somebody winning in that shoe straight ahead, and um, and the fact that we are also so in the in the in the following versions, somebody like Justinena winning all her Grand Slams in the barricade uh, model as well, uh, showed that the shoe was not just male only, but it was also uh, fitting the women's consumer and the women's players out there as well. So we saw a, a lot of success. Uh, on the barricade shoe across the years and, and amongst men's and women at the same time. So the shoe was really fitting both both genders uh, from, from day one. Yeah, for sure. And that's a good question too. Do you guys know how many Grand Slams the barricade has won? I do. He <laughs> <laughs> knows really everything about this. <laughs> Did you have a guess? Did you have a guess? Oh, goodness. I feel like I, I, I would say like this, I don't, mm, no, I don't have a guess. Well, because are we talking men's, women's doubles? I'm like thinking in the 50s. I, am I way off? 
I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm just talking men's and women's and and I'm also kind of not cheating, but I would add the Stella barricade at the same time uh, because we had success with that that version as well. And in total, we have 29 Grand Slams. Okay, victory. That's amazing across, across men's and women's. 29, and it's 29 Grand Slams about 20 years. That's literally like more than one a year. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. And do you know and, and counting and, and counting. counting? Yeah. Well, this this season. And we can maybe go to Rohan on that. Like we're just jumping all over the place. But um, this season, who are the main athletes that will be wearing the barricade? I mean, so yeah, uh, on the male side, we we have Dominic Team, of course. He's been uh, an avid barricade wearer for a long time. We're hoping he gets uh, recovers well from his injury soon, get back on court. And you've seen at the Olympics, uh, Stefanos Tsitsipas is also been wearing the shoes successfully. So really, two great uh, athletes on the guy side. And then on the female side, we have Maria Sakari, who's also a really up-and-coming talent. Uh, we love her here. And to see her and Stefanos play doubles at the Olympics with the barricade both on each of their feet was amazing. So, yeah, some really exciting players wearing the shoe in their upcoming tournaments. And then did all of those players also help kind of give you feedback in the development process? Yeah. So they, they come in and out at different points of the process. And we try not to say anything to them. We just want their raw feelings and experience how they feel and I think you can see from the from the adoption straight away that they're they're enjoying the shoe um so I think they've been missing the barricade and they're, they're glad it's back I have a great story about Maria Sakari coming to the to the headquarters like a, a year and a half ago I mean she she uh she was invited to to visit the uh, the headquarters and uh and she's such a sweet girl I mean she 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 was absolutely a delight and uh she and we were in a workshop and we we were working on the new barricades and so on on other shoes and there were a lot of shoes on the table a lot of shoes on the wall and uh, she came in the room greet everybody and uh, we're super excited to to have her uh, in the room you know meeting a professional athlete she just signed with the with the brand and she went to the wall and she she picked she literally picked one shoe and she asked is that the new barricade <laughs> and it was actually the new barricade and she, she and immediately, you know, that there are clicks like this during the, the, the creation process that are invaluable. I mean, this is priceless for us as a team, as the product creation team, design development and marketing to have a pro athlete coming in the room, having 20, 20 shoes on the table and on the wall and pick the one shoe that you are working on. It's, it's you know, those kind of things happen once in a lifetime. And, uh, and, and she was a natural fit to the shoe. She was a natural connection to the shoe. And to answer your question uh, a little bit, I mean, both things are kind of telling us directly, hey, she's, she's going to be the, the, the face of the, of the barricade on the women's side when we're going to relaunch the shoe. So um, those kind of things are, are happening when we are meeting with the Dominic team, for example, as well. Um, he was here uh, uh, some time ago and we had a great connection with him. He also had a, a lot of love for the shoe because he's been a barricade player forever uh, within his Adidas career. So you can feel the love for the, for the, for the barricade, even at the pro athlete level. And the connection and the click is instant when you, when you mention the name. And when you show the shoe afterwards, they are really, uh, again, connecting with the shoe uh, emotionally and technically afterwards uh instantly and that's again priceless when you when you work through the product creation process yes and that kind of leads me to a question for us mere mortals so we this shoe definitely i feel like i grab i would gravitate to it as well it's kind of like one of those shoes you see it you want to pick it up and check it out and 
for me, I've been wearing it for for the past two weeks. Um, it just launched, and I keep talking to people about it because they're like, "What are you, what shoe are you wearing?" And then when I show them or I tell them that it's a barricade, the first thing, ninety percent of the time, the first thing, whoa that looks so much lighter and more comfortable than barricades from the past. So let's talk a little bit about the evolution, how this new barricade came to be and what us mere mortals who are not playing on the WTA and ATP can expect from the updated barricade, from everything to the design, new technologies, um, just even aesthetics, outsole, get like, let's get into it. Maybe we can take the one since you have the yeah. white glove one and ready. Yes. Um, so, and, and you asked an earlier question that I thought was a really good one. You know, what was driving uh, footwear in 2000 and yeah. how it was what it was traditionally all white, not a lot of color. And you can see that, you know, this was an evolution for 2000. But then if we hold them side by side, you can tell that this is part of the past and this is the future gaze. Right. So. What we did was look through the archive models and the design team, along with marketing and dev, had a barricade room all set up where all of the iterations from the archive were in the room, any inspiration, all of the new potential compounds, materials, et cetera, that could inform the design process. And some of the identity markers were pulled from the historical models, like the, the claw identity from the one. You know, we wanted some of the out-of-box comfort also from the success of the one as Marat won the the slam in that in that version. And that's what really propelled the early success. We were looking to replicate that success. So we started first and foremost with comfort and some cues that reminded us that we were in a durability stability shoe, you know, like this midfoot support system, the split herringbone engineered pattern for uh, traction and durability and stability on court on any surface for the slide this asymmetrical lacing system that builds some new identity and also a unique fit system and using these meshes that would uh, hint at lightness and breathability and our most updated compounds, which you really in hand can feel the difference. Yeah. Um, You know, we can see that this is going to bring us the support that we need, but at the same time, when we hold it in hand, we're not um, detracted by the way that it feels. We want to put it on and try it on. I really love to hear the the, the remarks that you're getting when you're showing up on the court with the shoe because that's exactly the uh, the goal that we had when we when we re-engineered and we 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 started the the the, the creation process of the shoe. I mean, uh, the consumer insights that that I received and that we've been receiving for for a couple of years on the uh, latest versions of the barricade and previous versions of the barricade. It was I need to break it them in. You know, it's not comfortable yet. I need to play a couple of months into it to really get those shoes. We really wanted to enhance and emphasize the step in comfort out of the box uh, without, again, compromising durability, support, control that you, you have in the in the previous versions. I mean, and to achieve that, I mean, we meaningful innovation was something that also we wanted to, to highlight when creating the shoe. And, and Rohan can maybe talk through the, the, the lacing system that is also a key uh, feature of the of the new barricade. Yeah, I can talk for a few things, but like, like Laurent was saying, we know that barricades typically are not the lightest shoes and maybe that's what's detracted people from the past. So that's something that we want, really want to strip it down and only have what's absolutely necessary on the shoe. Um, so you kind of see in different features that even from the foam pods to the kind of coated textile, it's all minimalized, but it's all functional. You've got everything that you need right there. Um, but yeah, if we break down the different components of the shoe, maybe let's start with the lacing system. Uh, I'm quite proud of this one. This was a really unique um, lacing system that 
hopefully provides a different experience to, to people who are putting on the shoe. So basically the concept comes from um, when you have a, a normal tongue construction, when you're lacing it through the punch holes, you're, you're essentially, when you're lacing the shoe, you're bringing two sides of the shoe together and, and that way tighten it. And then the, the function of the tongue that sits inside is basically to prevent lace pressure. Because if you didn't have a tongue, you would feel each individual lace, which would be uncomfortable. So I was just thinking, like, is there a way that we can make the tongue more functional? Because uh, at the moment, it's just sitting there. There's just a bit of padding. doesn't really do anything. So I was kind of thinking, is there a way that when you bring in the side of the shoe, could there be a pulley system that when you lace it, the side of the shoe comes together, then the tongue gets brought down as well. So you kind of see, if you look inside the shoe, uh, there's these webbings that go down the side and then they attach to the tongue. And then the idea, oh, I have to try and work the camera on this one. <laughs> is, uh, when you pull, when you pull the webbing, it pulls the tongue down. So you're, you, you can find that when you're putting on the shoe, the webbings will move and the webbings will move dependent on the size of your foot. So if you've got quite a narrow foot, the webbings are going to move more because there's more volume to kind of move into. If you have a wider foot, they won't move as much. So it's kind of like an adaptive uh, fit system that will adapt to the shape of your foot and give you a better midfoot lockdown, which is really cool. And one of the coolest features that I find is when you unlace the shoe, the elastic tubes that uh, run the, the webbings run through, they bring the webbings back to their original position. So every time you put on the shoe, you get that experience of the shoe adapting around your foot which also for me plays like a, a mental role. A lot of players, when, when they put on their tennis shoes on court, it's game time. It's that mental switch to be like, okay, let's go. And, it, and it's cool to see that the shoe is adapting with you, that the shoe also knows it's game time. So it's more of like this mental uh, confidence that you have in you and the shoe that you're going to work well together. Um, moving on to the next feature. So the GeoFit uh, pods in the heel. So GeoFit is something that we put in, in barricades before. Um, again, we really wanted to strip it down to only have foam absolutely when necessary. And we actually did quite an in-depth study um, looking at loads of 3D scans of our athletes' feet and then just placing, like, trying to realize where exactly do you need foam um, for, for lockdown, for good heel lockdown and comfort. So we basically got a 3D scan and we started putting these pods in all the different places where there's space uh, in the heel. So if you look down at your foot, from your Achilles tendon to your ankle, there's quite a lot of curvature and that's a really nice area to put some pods to fill that space. Cause if you're filling all the space then you have a great heel lockdown. So that's what these pods are basically placed. So you can also see that they come different lengths on the medial and lateral side because your ankles are not symmetrical. Your ankles are asymmetrical. So it's trying to take, take all of these things into consideration to get the perfect heel lockdown, but again, in that minimal construction. So it's not overbuilt. It's only what's needed. I'm going to pop in real quick and just okay. say, as someone that's been wearing the shoe for a couple of weeks, the first thing that I noticed and many people that I've seen try on the shoe notice is the pods. It's like it hugs your foot and it's super awesome. I also want to note something that I love, and this is a design element. So Carly, maybe you can talk about this. Um, I'm like obsessed with the words inside the tongue. To the point where like I now wear my shoes with it like popped over and I don't know if you're meant to, but I am. <laughs> okay. So I love that feature as well. That is so great to hear because it's, yes. it's one of those things that we talked about, you know, embedding these messages of positivity or messages of encouragement and strength. And it's just that also tiny little last detail that adds some value. And to, to hear that you noticed it is uh, 
great. And then that you like it is really positive as well. But this is definitely something that was important to us. We really wanted to do this not only in footwear, but you'll you'll start to see it in some of the other things we're bringing forward uh, into apparel as well. And our idea is that anything that exists on the shoe should be equally led by a functional need as it is for a technical need. And so back to the, you know, the foam pods, we wanted them to be beautiful. They're functional first and foremost, but it's a new code of the barricade for the future archive, right? That we might gaze back on 20 years from now. And then this addition, additional kind of um, message of support embedded is just something that we wanted to bring to the athlete to let them know that, that we were thinking about them. And, and also the tongue engineering design as well, like to bring extra lightness, uh, Rohan and the team worked really diligently on this one, you know, how can we remove and extract? And we looked at various patterns and where we would perforate so that, that then also became visual identity for the product. And that was a consistency throughout it is, okay, if we take elements that were really inspiring to us, for, particularly from the one and the seven, and then add in the best of the best that we can create of the newest technologies, then we're creating a future iteration that supports all of the athletes' needs of today and tomorrow, um, particularly the need of speed. Okay, Rohan, you can keep going now. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, good. Um, it's good to break some of the technical details. This is, this is great. I'm sorry. So, sorry. This is stay tuned, uh, Michelle, because there are more Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. Well, and okay, not, not ready. even just like the little um, circles on the tongue kind of remind me of a previous barricade. Maybe it was, I don't know which one, but I remember there was a barricade with the circles on the upper. Yeah. So, yeah, lots of attention to detail. And quickly, just before I move on to the next point. We were also able to work cross team into other sports. So knowing that the speed of the game is the biggest change, then we were able to collaborate with running and we teamed up with the creative director, Sam Handy from running to bring some insights and some vision around this to us as well that can help support, you know, changes in speed but it's adapted to the needs of tennis. And then if we think also about football, how we've got such a nice um, repertoire of footwear that fits your foot like a glove going all the way back to the first Copas and leather, you know, it's reminding us of this adaptive fit that we could bring to tennis and how we can bring those learnings to just strengthen what a tennis shoe could be and should be into the future. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And speaking of other sports, I know we kind of tennis pulls a lot of um, midsole technologies from the running world. And I kind of, uh, Rohan, I'm going to lead you to the midsole of the shoe and ask you to talk about the bounce material. Um, obviously, previously, we have seen boost in the barricade. And I think a lot of tennis players um, kind of became very reliant on that because it's so soft. It's one of those technologies you want to touch. So I want to make sure that you explain to everyone that bounce is an amazing technology. I'm touching it right now. It's like super soft to the touch, probably like possibly softer than boost. I'm not sure. Maybe more responsive. You're the expert. So you tell me. <laughs> yeah. So bounce is a great technology because it's kind of that in between a light strike and boost. So it kind of gets both the best worlds um, and it provides stability. So, I mean, what some people might notice with boost because of how soft it is, sometimes it can become un uh, unstable on tennis shoes so with a barricade stability is absolutely key so we didn't want to compromise too much on that so bounce is always a really strong option we've got great feedback from bounce shoes in our, in our range before so there wasn't really any reason not to use it and we truly believe it's the best material that we can we can use in our repertoire of uh, adidas compounds so that was an easy one for us and 
it, it's light, it's lighter as well than boost. So all of these decisions, again, having that weight in mind, um, bounce really sheds quite a few grams off, off the shoe, which I think is appreciated by everyone. Definitely. Um, I also want to hear about this outsole because from what I'm hearing, it's a new rubber compound. We're looking at something different. Um, I mean, obviously the tread's also a slightly different than previous ones. So can you talk me through that? Yeah. So I think everyone's expectations of a durability of a barricade are very, very high. So we have to keep evolving and making sure we're keeping up with expectations and also keeping up with the demand of the game. So obviously with players, the, the intensity of movements is getting higher and higher all the time. And that's a direct correlation on our shoes. So I, I was saying earlier to someone, it's quite a sad life being a tennis shoe because you get, you get put under a lot of uh, damage. It's a, it's not an easy one. So we're always looking to improve our durability from a, a compound point of view, but also from a traction point of view. Um, and that's why we kind of have the the herringbone re, reinvented. Oh, that's a clay court outsole. <laughs> Uh, herringbone reinvented so we know that the really high abrasion areas on tennis shoes are on the meat like under the ball of the foot because that's where a lot of the pivoting happens and we also see high abrasion on the, the kind of lateral side of the heel so they're the areas that you'll see we have thicker tread to really increase that durability and then the other areas we've gone a little bit more minimal to kind of get that balanced amount of traction so this is also another thing that we've we've heard back from a lot of our athletes is there is now such thing as too much traction, which we didn't think we could get to that point, but it's now got to the point where you can have too much traction because these guys are sliding around the court for fun. And if, if, you're, if your outsole is too grippy, then they can't slide. So it's now like the, that fine balance you have to find of enough traction, enough durability. Uh, and with a herringbone, we know that it's just got so much uh, respect throughout the entire tennis uh, industry that that's our best option to really satisfy uh, all of our players. And you see like with the what Carly was alluding to earlier, kind of breaking up the forefoot and the rear foot. Again, we're just saving weight by not having it in the middle. So again, everything with, with weight in mind for sure. And we also let that be part of the identity again too, having this visible support that the athlete really can see and say, well, I really know that I'm going to have that, that midfoot support that I count on and need with this nice TPU shank. Yeah, just leading on from that. So the torsion system is obviously a big thing for us as well. Again, it's an Adidas technology that we see across multiple sports. And we really want to make it tennis specific. So we kind of see plastic pieces on old barricades, such as was it the barricade 2017 kind of had uh, the big TPU wrap onto the upper. Maybe that was a bit too much. So we kind of <laughs> and uh, we brought it back down a little bit. And we still have that amazing stability that people are looking for in a more comfortable construction. And you can kind of see from the, the directional, the, ang the angled direction of the torsion bar really helps for torsion, essentially. That, that's what the torsion system is. So it allows for different bending uh, this way and this way of the shoe. So the idea is when you do a, a hard lateral cut, the torsion system provides you the stability. When you're then trying to change direction and push off, it's flexible enough that it allows you to push off in the right direction. So that's obviously crucial uh, for any tennis player. Change of direction is basically make or break uh, every every second counts in tennis. So we're really trying to optimize all of our performance and make sure that every movement is supported by the barricade because that's what people expect. For sure. Can you also speak a little bit about the durability of the upper? Because I know that is an important thing. And as you've already mentioned, the, the, the sport's becoming faster. Players are sliding for fun. Not me, but, but anyone I think under the age of 30 is. And um, even, you know, recreational 
players, junior players, um, competing adults, we're starting to see that everyone's catching up and also sliding for fun. So I know that's an important thing for players that are really tough on their shoes and maybe they might wear out the upper. Talk to me about the durability on this one. Yeah, it's always an interesting one because like you say, there's there's not a lot of people that maybe break the shoe on the upper. So you've got to try and find that balance of keeping the shoe comfortable for a lot of people, but still having the durability elements to make sure the shoe's not falling apart. Um, so we have quite a few Aditaf uh, kind of areas. So especially around the, around the toe, we know that there's a lot of people that drag their toes uh, during certain movements. And we also have the Adidas wording is actually made of uh, abrasion resistant material. So hopefully it, it, it's a branding, but it's also functional. So trying to hit uh, two birds, one stone with that one. Um, and then you see, you kind of see it on a few shoes recently, but the, the internal webbings or internal laces on the medial side to prevent any laces being exposed. So again, a prime example is Stefanos Titipas, who just ruined laces. We've seen in matches before that he's having to get shoes delivered to him because he's breaking laces. So we're, we're taking this in mind. And as the game is evolving, our design of the shoes should also be evolving to make sure it keeps up with them. But we're trying to do it in lightweight construction. So you'll see there's a very thin kind of uh, plastic layer on, on top of the shoe. And we, that actually got inspired by what Carly was saying with, with the football boots. So our, our football department are experts with these sorts of constructions that they also need uh, abrasion resistance and waterproofing and all this stuff. So we took a lot of learnings from other areas of the, of the brand and try and just make the best shoe possible. Awesome. Um, Laurent, do you think this would be a fun time for you to kind of walk us through all of the models of the barricade if you have them near you? Because you guys are sitting in such a cool room, like we can see some sketches yeah, yeah. behind you. Um, and yeah. I, yeah, I wanted to create a bit of a, a bit of a, or so a product creation process that we've been through the past two years as, as a team. And uh, it's been an incredible journey, as you can imagine. I mean, as tennis players and tennis lovers from my uh, early early days, uh, you know, when when our leadership team, run myself and and the design team led by Carly, asked us to relaunch the barricade. I mean, the five first seconds you're freaking out, and 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 then you're so excited and so motivated by by just the fact of of working on such an iconic shoe and a shoe that you've been wearing as a as a as a younger um, uh, player. Uh, it, it was a great journey, and I, and I really want to again emphasize the fact that it's been uh, it's been a, a great past two years to to bring back that shoe. But as you can see here, I've, I went to the archives and, uh, and and brought back some some good old barricades to uh, to show you guys. And uh, I've shown you the, the barricade one, so worn by by Marat and uh, and uh, winning the U.S. Open in 2000. I, I can I can go through all of them. Um, I can also highlight a couple of them, like the Barricade 5. I think that's that's one that a lot of us know. I mean, exactly. not only did it come out, but then it got relaunched. And I'm sure some players still have some in their closet even. <laughs> For sure. I'm convinced that some people that were pining up and, and eBaying a lot of, uh, of those old Barricades. Uh, I mean, that shoe I was talking about, Justine, in, uh, earlier. I mean, she's been wearing that shoe in most of her titles in the in, in the early 2000s i mean this is a, obviously one um, one of the best uh, uh selling shoes selling barricade that we had in the history uh so the barricade five is probably one of uh, people's favorite it's pretty crazy because when you are asking around people about their favorite barricades everybody has a different one uh but i think the the, the first the third and the fifths and the sevens are 
usually part of the top five of everybody. And talking about the sevens, I mean, obviously that's that's that Novak put also in the map yes. uh, for for every every barricade lover. Uh, the seven is also very particular because this is where we introduced the font and uh, the the barricade letters, the barricade font. Uh, was introduced with the Barricade 7. And that font, if you paid attention, has been used on the world map as well. So again, we really wanted to celebrate the Barricade, celebrate the loyal consumer out there and, and give those little hints of, of, of the heritage and the history of that shoe uh, in the new model as well. Obviously bringing the Barricade uh, name in the, in the right font as well to really highlight uh, the, the the history of, uh, of that shoe. I mean, again, I can go through all of them, but I think the, the first, the third, and the seven are, are, are most probably the most iconics from the whole range. I mean, the, 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 the Barricade 2 is also uh, something that is uh, uh, pretty interesting. Uh, it shows the uh, evolution of, of, I would say, revolution back in 2000 and how the uh, clothes that were also very iconic uh, from day one on the forefoot uh, were, were coming to life. Um, we really have a, 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 a lot of history. And uh, I also want to, to bring it back to, to, to today's new model. And um, you probably saw the, the, the colorway that we, uh, that we launched. Uh, uh, and that colorway is also an interesting one because it takes cues from the font on the all over graphic. But when we talk to, to, to athletes and to um, pro players, uh, you know, Dominic team was a great, great one to talk to. And uh, he really has one favorite out of all the barricades that you've been wearing. And it's the barricade 16 that he's been wearing in Roland Garros. Oh, okay. Is that and the Y3? The y3 yeah. And the Y3, the Y3 collaboration. Every time you talk to him, that's his all-time favorite. From head to toe, the outfit and the shoe. And we really wanted to also kind of give a little bit of a, a notch to his favorite in his new shoe. And this is also kind of a combination of a bit of history and, and, and personal connection from Dominic team with his barricades and the new uh, and the new shoe that he's gonna wear during the US Open. So it's, it's um, I mean, it's, again, it's been a lot of fun working through uh, the, the, the archive, the heritage and the history of the barricade and bringing the new shoe to, uh, to life, taking into combination all this, uh, this uh, heritage and history. Um, and, and as, Rohan mentioned there's a lot of technical feature, uh, new features that we are we are we are bringing to life. Um, again, the history is uh, is just a, a new start for us, uh, and uh, and we were so excited about that new uh, that new shoe. Nice. Um, I love that you just explained the the colorway on that launch color and the Y three because I hadn't heard that and I I know a lot of uh, I think you guys did it with the Ubersonic. We did the Dazzle cosmetic and so I was like, oh, maybe it's just a new play on the Dazzle, which it kind of looks like it could be as well. But the Y three and hearing about Dominic Team's connection, that's really cool. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to go like change the description on the website and like let people know you guys. <laughs> but if we could just touch on one keyword, fun. So we really also want to, you know, of course we brought back the OG colorway. You know, this was really important with a new twist with the solar red, but we want to also experiment with how we can block and reiterate and have fun with new colorways and printing on the uppers fades, et cetera. So you're going to see a lot of nice colorways into the future seasons coming out as well. Yeah. 
And they're always on athlete inputs. You know, we want to bring the athletes energy. I was going to say, that's something we can always expect from you. Um, I can't remember when, which barricade was it the 2017 that we saw the wall packs and uh, you guys always do really cool, fun things. So I am like excited to see what's going to come out with design on the barricade in the next couple of years, because I'm sure, I'm sure we're in for some treats. Yes. I mean, get, I mean, one of the team's favorite was, was this one. Oh yeah. The Miami Vice edition. And uh, again, stay tuned because we're, we're coming back with colors, executions, materials, prints, you name it. Don't say too much. I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep, to keep Okay. I know we have to, we have to cut them off. It's okay. Be ready. That's what I have. Be ready. <laughs> I have to ask the question and I'm assuming yes, but clay court outsole available on the barricade coming soon. Spring 22. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I think Ryan already have the, the clay. Uh, we saw a little outsole. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Okay. That's, that's been asked a lot. So good. Um, it's coming. What if someone's never worn a barricade? Maybe they're young. Maybe they're new to tennis, maybe a hundred things. Maybe they've never worn a barricade. What are the reasons that they should try it? What, why should they give it a try? Why is this going to be their favorite new shoe? Um, I know what I would tell them, but I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. I think it's a, I think from my perspective, it's, it's a question of preference. I mean, we are all tennis players here and, and we all have our preferences when it comes to your racket, to your string, to your tension, to your grip, to your overgrip, to your outfit, and obviously to your shoes. Uh, I would say we have a, a great opportunity within the Adidas footwear range to, to give, give consumers propositions that are slightly different. You have your Debrusonic on one side that is giving you a lot of kind of your dramatic expression of speed. And uh, if you want something lower to the ground, lighter, faster in a way, with a different also fit because you have a soft construction on the Robustonic that is giving you that, that, that feeling. And on the other hand, we have an opportunity with the barricade to offer an expression of support, of control, that is a, light, a little bit different from, uh, from the Robustonic. So again, preference is a key word here that I would uh, use to, uh, to new consumers. Uh, but obviously the barricade is offering something that is unique in terms of fit, in, term, in terms of comfort, uh, in terms of durability as well, and obviously support and stability uh, with all the, the different features that uh, that Ron mentioned. So again, it's a question of preference from my perspective, uh, but obviously the barricade is uh, is uh, is a go-to shoe if you're new to tennis, considering the the history of uh, of the model, uh, of course, uh, but also all the features that are that are offered in that uh, in that new barricade. I would refer back to a quote from one of our athletes that we had a chance to sit with and talk to. Um, when I want durability, when I want to really feel like I can win, when I want to feel invincible, I put on my barricades, even though they also play in our speed proposition shoes. So I think it's one of those that uh, brings choice and versatility. We have some players that that want to play in the barricade um, always. And then I would encourage those who haven't had a chance to try it yet to, to really take this on try it, take it out, play it, because the fit is excellent and the impression of lightness is there and it could really change the perception of what they think a durability shoe is. 
Um, one of the athletes had said it felt like stones on my feet growing up, but I always wore it because I knew I could count on it. So now maybe we've removed and we have, we've removed that with the best of the best of our technologies and we've left behind that stability and durability piece and then carried it forward into the future expression. So we would really love to hear the feedback from tennis players that are just starting to get into this shoe and see what their impressions are. Yeah, I think for me as a kid, the one word I would associate with Barricade is, is trust. It's a shoe that you trust and you you know it's going to do its job. And I think that's why it's such a legendary franchise because people can trust the shoe. They don't have to think about it. They don't have to worry about it. And I think that just plays, it just calms people on the court that they know that they're wearing the best equipment possible and they, and they trust it's going to do its job. Yeah, for sure. And then I was going to say on the flip side, let's chat to the people who have worn the Barricade, but are maybe a little apprehensive. They maybe, oh, I don't need a lighter barricade. Like I'm going to just stock up on, you know, I'm going to find those 2018s and <laughs> stock up. Why should they try it? And then I also do want to know, all, again, just my personal experience. I've had this shoe for two weeks. It gets more comfortable the more I wear it. It's, it's <laughs> And maybe that's like, Rohan, you were talking about how it, the ad- adaptive fit and it really like, you can see it fitting to your feet. But I wore it the first week tiny, tiny bit of break-in, tiny, tiny, but I wore it around an event. I wore it all day. I was playing. I was walking around. I was watching tennis. I was standing on my feet all day. And now I'm like, Ooh, I want to wear my barricades to hit in today. Like it's a shoe that now I'm gravitating towards because it fits so well. It's comfortable. I crave stability on the court. So it's stable. Yeah. So that's just two weeks in. It's good feedback. Yeah. So what would you say to a barricade player previously loved and trusted the barricade, but they might be a little apprehensive of the update? I think I would just say what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, we we really took insights from the loyal barricade consumer and and, and the guy like Ron, who was playing in those since his childhood. And but, you know, time to break in, not comfortable, straight ahead, heavy, you know, we wanted to 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 uh, to fix those two main concerns from the loyal barricade player, and uh, and and I hope and again listening to what you you're saying that we reached that uh, that goal uh, as a team because comfort out of the box was extremely important and the the, the pods that we created the sense pods that we added to the Geofit technology uh, plus the uh, lacing system plus the tongue material and feel I mean uh, I used to call it the comfort cockpit. Uh, we really wanted to to enhance that 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 experience uh, for the barricade uh, loyal consumer and loyal player out there, and and, uh, and I hope we, we're gonna we're gonna get those guys uh, into another barricade experience in uh, with, with that new shoe. Yeah, and I would say for anyone who wore a previous barricade and had those bad experiences, uh, maybe give it another go because I think this is a new model. We brought it back. We did our diligence, and hopefully those preconceptions are now are now gone. And and we're really proud of this product, but we never stop there. So we're just going to take anything that we learn newly from the professional level to the young athlete to you know the the consumer that wants to pick up this product and play casually and build that into the next iterations that we produce. Awesome. Well, Laurent, do you have any like little insights that we need to know about that I mean, they're probably all up here. <laughs> um, I might, I might have a couple. Uh, well, first of all, the barricade was not supposed to be called the barricade from back in in, in two thousand. Uh, the original name, yes, believe it or not, the original name was the Barracuda, 
And uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, legal, it didn't pass legal. So we had to switch gears and switch the name to Barricade back in those days. And I think the rest is history as usual, you know, yeah. but it's, it's a fun fact to, to, to have in mind when you, when you think about the heritage and the history of the shoe. And uh, I want to show you one thing that is pretty cool, but which didn't work out in the end, unfortunately for us. But again, you know, we talked a lot about that loyal barricade consumer and that kid there out there that, and, and Dominic team being one of them. And we really wanted to kind of celebrate that, that, um, that consumer. And the original idea was to have the barricade name on the shoe on the medial side. So to, again, really celebrate uh, that shoe and also show your opponent that, hey, I'm a barricade player, so watch out. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't pass legal as well. So we had to, to switch our gear here and, and, and bring the Adidas wordmark on the medial side, still using the barricade font, as I explained earlier. Uh, but again, here, the, the little those little fun facts and insights that we had through the course of the product creation process are are interesting to uh, to share with uh, with you guys, and um, yeah, I mean, I would have a lot of different stories uh, about the barricade. I mean, Rohan uh, as well. He he's been wearing the barricade as uh, uh, also since his uh, he was young. I think like my first barricade was the barricade three or the four. I was I was eight years old, like <laughs> crazy young to think back and still remember the the classic black, white, and red colorway. It's so distinctive in your head. But then as you grow up, you have different favorites for different reasons. So when they pulled out the Barricade 7, you instantly said the Novak shoe. But for me, it's the Andy Murray shoe. That's the shoe that he won Wimbledon in. And as, as a Brit, like that's my emotional connection. I remember getting goosebumps when, when he finally won Wimbledon. And these emotional connections that you have to the shoe, but also to the players wearing the shoe, it's uh, I think it's unique in the tennis market. I think we could say there's no other shoe that has that, that legacy um, in that, that the Barricade has. Yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> and I love hearing the stories of of all the different connections that we do have to the different barricades. And it's just really fun to kind of like as tennis players go back and be like, even what you said earlier that players have memories of wearing the barricade, but there was such a tough break in, but like we did it anyways. <laughs> and because we knew it was such a good shoe. And so it's really cool to see how the shoe has evolved and continues to like be a great option for this modern game now and still be such a reliable shoe for the top players. And, but we did build in some of those collective memory cues, you know, with the claw bring back details and again, the OG colorway, because it is emotional. And, and no matter how many times we have this in front of us or in our hand, it just generates the same response. So uh, we can't wait to hear again, just feedback and impressions and what it's like unboxing and how they feel about these colorways. And then as we try to twist and take barricade forward into new expressions, as we, um, I think, push the boundaries in terms of, you know, color and graphics mm -hmm. as well. Maybe one more thing. Uh, again, like, what Laurent was saying earlier about Justine Hennen wearing the shoe and it being great for females, we do also make some small tweaks to the female model. So um, the model you have in your hand, Michelle, yeah. it, it looks the same on the surface, but there's a few little differences that you may find. One difference is if you look at the back of the heel, you see the material wraps around. Uh, sorry. On this. Oh, this so heel. Oh, this heel. <laughs> on, the, on the men's model, it, it comes up to the top. On the female model, it wraps down. And we know that typically females wear ankle socks and that can be an area of chafing. So we try and make that area softer. It's a subtle change, but it's a change that makes a lot of difference. 
Um, we know that females have lower ankles in, in comparison to men. So the collar heights around, around here are also slightly lower on the female shoe. Um, the Adidas wording, again, it, it's slightly thinner. So there's not many females that are breaking a shoe in this area. So we, we reduce the material thickness to try and make it as flexible as possible. So all these things that you won't be able to notice, and maybe one more actually, I forgot, the torsion bar. So the torsion bar um, hardness is different on male and female. So again, females typically aren't as heavy, so they don't need to generate generate as much uh, force on the shoes. So on the surface, they look the same, but there's all these tiny little incremental details we added to try and make the, uh, the shoe as female-specific as possible. Well, the ladies appreciate that. And as someone that has weird ankles that can get bit up right around here on both sides, I definitely appreciate that. So that's awesome. And I love hearing these little things that I didn't even know. I feel like I should have known that. That's awesome. I love that. And and we're really vested in paying attention to those nuances that are going to distinguish us for a female fit that's as relevant as possible, you know, anatomically, emotionally, and everything that we can do to support the female athlete's journey and down to the haptic touches that we build in as well. So, you know, we take a lot of insights from female players and, you know, from the female designers on the team, and we really try to wrap those up into all the products. You'll see more of that going forward. I was going to say, even the color options and making it make like I saw this shoe come out and um, the silver one that matches with the black kind of Y3 thing. I saw both of those and they're definitely ones that like a female or I personally would pick up and gravitate towards. I love this blush color. It's so pretty. Um, and previously, if I'm thinking back to any barricades that I ever wore, I'm just thinking white silver. And like white, silver, white, silver, white, silver. So it is really cool to even see the design. Again, I've been wearing them. Many women have been asking me, what shoe is that? Um, I've actually gotten several ladies to grab a pair because they're kind of in this in-between where they used to wear a really light shoe and it's not available anymore and they don't know what to do. And they don't want a narrow shoe, you know, like, so I, I've been going with the barricades and I think it's such a great option. I'm really excited to see more people get them on their feet and hear more feedback as well. And we also want to build a universality in colorways too, because we know that individuals are shopping across, you know, genders. And it's so important to have a representation that's accurate to what an individual wants to find. So we're really taking a deep dive into that subject as well. Awesome. You guys, this shoe looks amazing. It feels amazing. I'm. You have to be proud. I mean, what kind of pressure you must have had on your shoulders two years ago and then to see it from concept to creation and it's out there, people are wearing it and the feedback has been so positive. So congratulations on this shoe. Thank you so much for taking time to talk about it with me and like all tell me all about it and all about the barricade. No, thank you. I mean, super excited to now give the consumers the opportunity to to put them on their on their feet and, and get out there on the on the tennis court and and, and playing them. That's the end of the uh, of the process for for us and the ultimate goal for 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 us as a team uh, to get those shoes on people's feet and uh, and get smiles out of the out of the court. So super excited as a as a as a team to to see that shoe coming to life on the on the courts. I think it's so nice to just finally be able to speak openly about it. Yes. <laughs> and show it, talk about the details. It's It's been a long wait. Yeah. 
even for us, it's like people, when's the bear, is the bear cake coming back? When's it coming back? Like people, you know, people's mental health has not been okay. Like, thank goodness it came back. <laughs> I remember Spencer's article number <laughs> mentioning in, uh, in, in one of your podcasts. I remember that, that moment very well. And I'm super excited about uh, having him also uh, happy about the shoe. So I'm happy to see Chris and, and Spencer, Spencer talking about it and playing in that shoe as well. So, and you as well, of course. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I was I was in the video behind the scenes playing tennis with Chris on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> we were play testing it right now. So excited to give our feedback and again, excited to see it on more people and US Open's coming. So we're going to see it like, well, US Open series has already begun. So we're going to see the athletes wearing it and get it going. So thank you guys so much for joining me. I appreciate it as always. It's always fun to chat with the people that actually develop the product and hear everything. And I'm excited to continue to talk to you guys as the shoes evolve, whether it's the barricade, the Ubersonic, or maybe, maybe we'll have new models coming. So you will, you will more, more to come soon. It's not a maybe. <laughs> Definitely. I never know what I can get away with saying, but obviously we're going to have new models as as life progresses. So appreciate you guys taking the time. Thank you so much for joining. And to everyone listening, please go check out the barricade. Uh, we think it's an amazing option. If you're looking for stability, you're looking for durability, you're looking for amazing fit comfort. Um, it, it really does a little bit of everything really well. So Go grab one at tenniswarehouse.com, shameless plug. And if you guys have any questions about this shoe that we didn't answer, which I think we answered everything, feel free to shoot us an email at podcast.tenniswarehouse.com. And that's it. Happy hitting. Go grab your barricades and get on the court. Thanks, Michelle, Thank for getting you. us together. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, happy hitting. Happy hitting.